From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrin. Welcome. Good to have you aboard. Hope you'll be with me for the, uh, for the hour. Before we get started, a couple of things. Very proud to welcome a new affiliate. This one's been a while in the works, but we finally uh, got the T's crossed and the I's dotted and uh, very pleased to welcome to the Conspiracy Show family WCSSAM 1490, Albany, New York. Actually, I believe it's Amsterdam. Um, but in what they call the Albany uh, DMS or the uh, the Albany market, WCSS AM fourteen ninety Amsterdam New York. Thank you and uh, welcome aboard, and uh, glad to be part of your family as well. All right. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention it, this is a, a fascinating story, and one never knows exactly what to make of some of the reports uh, coming out of uh, Russia these days. You know, there was a time, of course, when uh, when Pravda, of course, it was sort of the the official mouthpiece of the of the state, uh, and then something very strange happened to Pravda uh, after the um, the uh, the dissolution of the Cold War and the Iron Curtain fell or collapsed or was kicked down or whatever, however you want to look at that. Uh, Pravda became this strange, curious little newspaper that um, one could only compare to the Weekly World News. Or other tabloids that you would find at the uh, the checkout counter. Pravda was talking about Bigfoot and and uh, UFOs and 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 uh, these things. So some of you may say, well, f- okay, great. Pravda finally started talking about the truth. <laughs> or others of you may just roll your eyes, which was a discussion we had uh, a little while ago. Uh, but now, um, out of Russia, we get this story. This is coming from the Voice of Russia and other Russian sources. They're reporting that a 300-million-year-old piece of aluminum machinery has been found in Vladivostok. Experts say something called a gear rail appears to be manufactured and not the result of natural forces. Well, I don't know how natural forces would create a gear rail. Uh, Having said that, I don't know how natural forces would create human beings or an eyeball or anything else, but that's a discussion for another show. According to Yulia Zamansk, um, sorry, let me try to uh, run that, run up that mountain again. According to Yulia Zamanskaya, when a resident of Vladivostok was lighting the fire during a cold winter evening, he found a rail-shaped metal detail, which was pressed in on one of the pieces of coal that the man used to heat his home. Mesmerized by his discovery, the responsible citizen decided to seek help from the scientists of the Primorye region. After the metal object was studied by the leading experts, the man was shocked to learn about the assumed age of his discovery. The metal detail or artifact was supposedly 300 million years old, and yet the scientists suggest that it was not created by nature, but was rather manufactured by someone. The question, of course, is who might have made an aluminum gear in the dawn of time remains unanswered. Well, there's another one for Michael Cremo, the author of Forbidden Archaeology. Michael Cremo talks about this and writes about this all the time. Strange artifacts found in strata uh, that are, you know, millions years old, and yet they'll find these perfectly round spheroid-type objects, polished metal that, you know, there's no other way to explain how they got there, but they were obviously manufactured. And yet here they are in strata millions of years old. Or they'll find metal instruments inside rock. 
Again, millions of years old. Does this mean that modern man has been here for millions of years? Well, that's what Michael Cremo would tell you. And incidentally, we will be producing a, uh, an episode for season three of the TV show on Forbidden Archaeology. Had a chance to speak with Michael Cremo not too long ago in Los Angeles. All right. Let's talk energy healing, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I have a friend who takes, um, who has been going to see uh, someone, a Reiki practitioner. And uh, this person swears by it. They've had macular degeneration and they, they say that it's, it's staving off the worsening of her condition. Now, I know someone else who has macular degeneration and they have to go once a month and get an injection in her eye. Can you imagine that? Getting an injection in your eye? This is an incredibly brave woman. She never complains about it. But if it were me, I think I would try Reiki first. And uh, my next guest knows a little bit about Reiki, I would say. She's a Reiki master. And she's here to talk about her work in the field of natural healing through Reiki and other energy alignment methods. Reiki, incidentally, is a, is a Japanese technique for stress reduction and relaxation. And it also promotes healing. It's administered by laying on of hands. And it's based on the idea that an unseen life force energy runs through us. And it's what causes us to be alive. I believe the Chinese call it qi. Uh, if one's life force energy is low, then we're more likely to get sick or feel stress. And if it's high, we're more capable of being happy and healthy. Gail Thackeray works with the spiritual realm to release ailments and negativity issues in the energetic body by connecting people to source. She's aligned with powerful spirits who work through her. People report spontaneous healings just by attending one of Gail's healing meditation events. She's also an author, a popular lecturer, and uh, the host of a documentary series entitled Gail Thackeray's Spiritual Journeys where she travels the world to bring you her experiences of great spiritual leaders and supernatural places. A great pleasure to welcome once again, Gail Thackeray. Gail, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on. Before we get into this discussion, you are coming to Toronto because there's a big event coming in March. It's uh, it's going to give people an opportunity, a very rare opportunity, to see John of God live in Toronto, March 15th to the 17th this year. What else can you tell us about that? Um, John of God is this great healer in Brazil. Um, he's really unusual because he's actually a trans medium, which means spirits go inside his body. And, and he's a real person. You can actually go down to Brazil and see him, and he incorporates these spirits. And you can go in front of him, and a lot of people go with ailments. Like uh, you probably heard of him on Oprah. Wayne Dyer had cancer, and he got healed by John of God. And he's quite famous for um, curing these diseases that, you know, doctors just give up on. And uh, basically, you can go in front of him and, and you can tell him what's, you know, what your ailment is. And um, they they heal a lot of people. And it, it can be physical. It can also be emotional. You can even ask for things like uh, help with business or help with finances. But, you know, he's getting um, a lot of attention because people will go and maybe the doctor said they've got a week to live and there's nothing they can do. And these are the kind of people that go down there. And we're bringing this guy to Toronto, March 15th, 16th, and 17th. And you can actually um, come and see him live. And, of course, he brings the spirits with him. And you can go in front of him and get a healing. 
and it's uh, johnofgodlive.com, and you can get tickets to come. And honestly, so this is like a once-in-a-lifetime experience. And, you know, for somebody that knows somebody that's really uh, ill, you know, I, I just I can't imagine passing up this opportunity. But really for anybody, even people that have, um, you know, I mean, he can help with all kinds of things. And I felt that going just, you know, it just completely opened me up. I was already um, a Reiki master, as you mentioned, yes. doing uh, Reiki healing, which is, is like channeling energy, which we all do naturally. We all, we all, you know, we all have this ability when we just, you know, put a hand on somebody, um, try to comfort them. We're, we're actually running this energy, and it's not some weird, unusual energy. I mean, they call it chi energy or life force or Reiki energy, but really it's just the energy that runs through us. It, it's, it's, you know, some people just say it's God. And that's what John of God says. He says, I'm, I'm healing with God. It's not, you know, anti-religious or any kind of religious sect or anything. It really is, it's almost a little bit like praying for somebody. Um, but there are people that are very strongly connected and, you know, can help to facilitate that. Now, this, this uh, energy that flows through us, um, I mean, you know, the skeptics, they'll say, well, you, you can't measure it, you can't detect it, so how do we know it's there, and, 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 and so forth. You've heard all of these arguments, I'm sure, Gail. But what well, do you, what I mean, do you... you measure it by seeing the results. I right, mean, right. Um, I take, people, on, I take t- t- people down to see John of God, and I've taken, I took a lady a couple of months ago who had pancreatic cancer, and her, and her abdomen was sticking out. It was, you know, terrible, and they didn't even know if she was going to make it on the plane. I mean, the doctors had said that, you know, that was it. They couldn't do anything more. They put her on hospice, and they were just, you know, basically putting on painkillers, and they said, you know, maybe another week or two. And then they told me, I don't think she's going to make it. I don't think she's going to get on the plane. And we said, put my picture, her picture in the triangle and said a little prayer and said, just please get her down there. And she went down there and, um, you know, amazingly enough made the flight gets in front of John of God, and, you know, by the first day, she felt slightly better. And over the next few days, you could see it. And by the end of two weeks, you could actually see this, this tumor had sunk. She felt much better. She was in a wheelchair when she arrived. She was up and out in the wheelchair. She was even jogging a little bit on the way back to the hotel. And, you know, I mean, you see stuff like this. And, yeah, well, what scientific proof is it? Well, you know, the doctors might say, oh, well, it's just the body. I mean, there are miracles, and the body does, you know, do these miraculous things. I had a girl that gave me a photograph to take to John of God, and I was taking it as a distant healing. Like, I, I go down there, and I take um, people's photographs, which is what Wayne Dyer had. And this lady came to see me, and she had fourth-stage liver cancer. And she gave me a photograph, and I said, well, I'm not going for about a month, but I'll take it and... I have a little triangle that I got from John of God, and I said, I'll put it in there. I did my own Reiki, and I sent a little prayer, and I said, I'm coming in a month, but can you please start on her? And I didn't know this, but about a week later, long before I even took the trip down there, she went to her doctor, and her doctor had said the cancer had spread completely throughout her liver, so they couldn't operate on it. There was no way of removing it. And it was really just a matter of time, and there wasn't that much time left. She went in a week later after giving me the photograph, and the doctor came back. She went, oh, my gosh, these, uh, these, this, they've all ca- encapsulated the three tumors, and we can remove them. We can do surgery. And so they went in, and they did surgery, and they took out the tumors, and that took every cell of cancer out of her body, and it was completely gone. Mm, 
because of course the liver the, because the liver can re- regenerate itself. So if you take part, certain parts of the liver out, the cancerous tumors uh, out, then the rest of the, the liver will grow again. Yeah, and and you know, and then the doctor said, well, you know, it's amazing, but you know, the body can do amazing things, and I mean, it could just spontaneously happen. And she said, yeah, it could, but I doubt it. Mm-hmm. And this is the kind of things that happen. I mean, you don't you don't know. How how can you tell whether you know it was really something went on or whether it was really just a coincidence? But you hear so many of these stories. How could they all just be a coincidence? Well, we'll uh, we'll talk about some more of those great stories. We'll talk about John of God, Gail Thackeray, with a spiritual educator, medium, the host of Spiritual Journeys. She's met uh, John of God. She's interviewed him, and she and others are bringing him up to Toronto, March fifteenth to seventeenth. And uh, you can click on johnofgodlive.com. Johnofgodlive.com. Visit that. Gives you all the information, tickets, and so forth. Back with more of my conversation with Gail Thackeray as we discuss energy healing versus Big Pharma here on The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. When in doubt, blame the government. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Gail Thackeray is with us, psychic medium, host of the documentary series Gail Thackeray's Spiritual Journeys. Spiritual Journeys is uh, also a, uh, a book um, entitled Spiritual Journeys Visiting John of God, and we're touching uh, a little bit on uh, on John of God, who is coming to Toronto uh, in March, and uh, you can learn all about that, how to get tickets and so forth, by visiting the website John of God Live. Dot com. All right. So the other thing that uh, John of God uh, is said to be able to do is, I don't know what you call it or what the the, the proper term is, but others call it psychic surgery. Mm-hmm. What is the actual proper terminology for that? Yeah, you can call it psychic surgery or a visible surgery or visible intervention. Uh, but basically, when you go in front of John of God or the spirits, They read your energy, and sometimes people are instantly healed. Or sometimes they'll say, no, we need to do a little bit more, and we need to do a spiritual intervention or a spiritual surgery. These are invisible surgeries, and really it's just like kind of a meditation. I mean, you're sitting in a room, you've got your eyes closed, John of God comes in as a spirit. You might feel it, you might not. I mean, as a medium, I definitely felt things going on. Um, Other people just say, well, it just feels kind of warm and nice. And then you go back to your room and you, you know, just stay quiet and they actually work on you. This is what happened to Wayne Dyer, but from a distance. So he had to stay home for 24 hours and stay quiet. And I actually felt the spirits coming and and could really feel them touching me and working on me. So this is what they call a, a spiritual surgery, a spiritual intervention. And he's actually going to be doing these in Toronto. So when people come up... Uh, whatever it is that they need healing. And sometimes you see people walking in front and you can see that they can't walk properly or there's something wrong with them. And then as they walk past them, you can see that they all of a sudden can walk. Um, but he might also say, okay, I need you for a spiritual intervention. And he'll actually right there um, do a spiritual invisible surgery on them. Now, what he does in Brazil, which he doesn't do anywhere else in the world, um, is he does a few physical surgeries. And he does this. He says it's no stronger than the invisible ones, but sometimes people have a hard time believing it. And what he actually does is he'll take 
maybe a couple of volunteers a day who've been assigned a surgery and particularly say, look, I want to have a physical surgery because I have a hard time really believing this. So it might be somebody with a cancerous lump, and he'll take them up on stage and literally cut them open with no anesthetic, mm. um, no sterilization, nothing. Just cut them right open, take out the tumors, and sew them up live on stage in front of people. And, I mean, you can, you can walk right up to them. It's, it's not like, you know, there's any trickery or anything. I mean, you, you can be right there. In fact, if you want to, you know, if you want to go and you're assigned to surgery, you can be one of the volunteers. Yeah, I've, se- I've seen the uh, the YouTube videos, and and um, again, I mean, uh, unless you're there, you've witnessed these personally. Yeah, in fact, we did a documentary, we did a movie called John of God, Just a Man, and I interviewed a lot of people that had these physical surgeries, and said, you know, what did it feel like? And they said, I didn't feel anything, didn't feel any pain, and you can see he literally cuts them open, takes things out, sticks things up their nose. You can hear the bones cracking, you can see the blood. And you talk to these people and they say, um, well, I was awake and I felt things, but I didn't feel any pain, just felt a little bit of pressure. And then I, um, I actually decided to ask him if I could volunteer for a physical surgery just so I could see what it felt like for the film. And so um, I, went, I went and he actually gave me an eye scraping. He scraped my eye hey, with a, <laughs> with a <laughs> kitchen knife. Um, but this is not, these are something that you, he says are no stronger than the invisible ones. But some people, they just can't believe it. Yeah. You and felt a little discomfort, though. You told me about this before. You felt some discomfort. I did. Well, you know, I kind of said the wrong thing. I mean, you, you're not really supposed to just volunteer for no reason. I mean, I went in the morning with the idea that, hey, I'm going to be on camera. I'd like to see what it feels like, which was probably the wrong thing to say. And I went to John of God and said, hey, um, I have problems with my eyes. I have to wear glasses when I read. Can you help me with that? And he laughed at me and said, okay, you can be on the stage this afternoon. So I think he kind of knew. And when he started scraping my eye at first, there was no pain. There was no, I could feel him, but there's no pain. It just looked weird. And then when he came back to do it again, it was absolute agony. I mean, I could feel everything. And I think I thought... You know, maybe it's a little slider hand. Maybe if, if you're quiet and he just gently touches you, it probably doesn't hurt. And I'm like, no, this, this was like really a guy deeply scraping my eyeball with a knife. And I could feel everything. And this was absolute agony. And he did this two or three times. And then I, I just remember thinking, oh, my God, this is just insane. This is killing me. And I actually heard the spirits in my mind say, Okay, you can have your anesthetic now. And then it was almost like they, they shot me with some kind of spiritual anesthetic, and I just, I, I could feel everything. I could feel him touching my eye, but no pain at all. And what was the outcome? Uh, do you wear glasses now? Well, it didn't, no, it didn't fix me, I'll be honest. I, I think it really was just, you know, so I could see and experience, because I asked if I could feel it. Right. Um, but also... If he does an eye surgery, one of the things that you have to do, one of the rules you have to follow is you're not allowed to read. can't read, look at your computer for seven days. And I had a really hard time with that one. Mm. So I didn't really follow the rules. So, um, yeah, so maybe if I'd have followed the rules, it might have done better. But no, my eyes might be slightly better, but I wouldn't really say it did anything. When 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 it comes to energy healers, and I'm going to use a, a, a term that, you know, I don't know how you feel about the term, but they, a lot of the healers, they sort of get lumped together and, they, and they're referred to as faith healers. And you know, based on a lot of the uh, 
the TV evangelists and so forth who claim uh, to have this power. And then there was a movie of several years ago with Steve Martin called Leap of Faith, and he played this crooked, crooked faith healer. There is now, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on which side of the fence you're on, this stigma uh, attached now to this term. So for a lot of people, when you say the word faith healer, they think fraud or they think scam artist or or I mean, how do you convince people that there are legitimate people out there who can do this like John of God, like yourself? How do, how do you how do you what do you tell them? Well, I think when you think of faith healers, you're thinking that you have to believe that it's about faith. It's about how much faith that you put into it. And if you believe strongly enough, it's going to happen. And I definitely think if you believe in it you have a lot better chance, you're more open to it. But I've seen people where maybe their uh, their mom has taken a picture down to John of God and they had no idea and they've been healed. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think you have to believe, but I definitely think it helps. Um, the stigma, yeah, there's a lot of the stigma, but, you know, I mean, to me, why am I going to sit there and try to persuade somebody that it works? Um I think a lot of people find their way when there's no more hope, and that's why a lot of people go to these healers when they've tried medical doctors. And, you know, they've done everything, and there's a point where, you know, there's really nothing anybody else can do, or, you know, they've got some strange infliction that they've had for a long time, and just, you know, the medical's not going to work anymore. I believe that the spirit world works with the doctors. It shouldn't be one or the other. It shouldn't be... Um, either I go to faith healing or I go to a doctor. I believe that when you connect in with spirit, which we can do ourselves, if we are, if we truly believe and are strong enough, we can sit and pray. And whether we believe in God or some higher power or the angels or whatever it is that we're asking for healing for, we can do it ourselves. Just we have a hard time really believing that, and it can help to have somebody as intermediary that can help us. But I feel that when you connect in and you get help from God, from the energy, from whatever it is, they guide you in the correct way. And so you might have been going to see a doctor and not getting the right doctor or not getting uh, the right medicine. And then you go and then you, you know, get some help from the other side and all of a sudden you find the right doctor. Or, you know, like this example I just gave you about the girl that had the liver cancer, you know, now the doctor could actually work and remove it. So I think that, you know, doctors can go hand in hand with the spirit world. And I just came back from, I did, um, I did a talk in Germany. I was invited to speak at a doctor's convention over there, which I was really thrilled about because I was the only non-doctor. And this is a, it's called the Open Mind Academy, and it's doctors from all over Europe, the best of the best. And every year they get together and they talk about what have they discovered about cancer? What have they discovered about Alzheimer's? Um, they look at all these diseases and they say, what do we know? What have we discovered in our fields? And what can we share? And it's called Open Mind Academy because they're open-minded looking at alternative ways. So they're all medical doctors, but a lot of them talked about um, they didn't really believe in chemotherapy. Really? They had you know, other natural ways they were following. Uh, one lady was telling me that she had, she specializes in AIDS, HIV, and she'd had this practice for many years. And she went up against a big pharmaceutical company. This pharmaceutical company, were, who um, a lot of her clients were, you know, having to buy these drugs every month. And some of them were like, I think she said, ten thousand euros, which is like fifteen thousand dollars a month. And she, and she said 
that they'd made up strains of HIV that just did not exist, and they had drugs for them that were costing tens of thousands of dollars for a strain that never existed. This is a, a medical doctor saying this? This is a medical doctor in Europe, and she actually went all the way to Supreme Court. They fought her on it. They tried to have her kicked off the medical board, and she proved that there was no such strain, that it was completely made up. They could never prove that this strain, they called HIV-2 or something, ever existed, and yet they were making millions of dollars on this drug and all these patients were taking because they thought they had to. And this doctor said she proved in Supreme Court that it did not exist. Wow. What, what further evidence does one need <laughs> to, you know, that, that there are some pharmaceutical companies profiting off the misery of others? Now, I'm, I'm, I, at the same time, though, I'm extremely heartened to know that there is such a thing as this open mind academy and you have medical doctors, people of science, inviting spiritual educator medium, Gail Thackeray, to speak there, and talk about alternative uh, forms of treatment for things like cancer. And then you have medical doctors who say they don't believe in things like chemotherapy and, uh, well, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but uh, I'm, you know, I don't know if they feel the same way about radiation and, and so forth. But this is, uh, this is something that I don't suspect you would find happening here in North America. A lot of the doctors talked about um, you know, what they found most successful in their practices, and they were treating cancer patients and getting 60-70% um, results, which was so much better than, you know, the, the regular doctors. And they were talking about health and nutrition, uh, homeopathy, different things that they mixed in with their practice. And they were, a lot of them said, look, there's something more that we just don't know. We only know so much that science has taught us, but there is, there's got to be a higher being. There's got to be something else that we don't know. Um, they talked about how the patients had to have, um, they had to have faith, and that when they had faith and they prayed and they took a spiritual um, way of healing, that their medical treatment improved. And you know they got a lot of data on um, how mixing not just the medical treatment, but some of these alternative methods and how it's working so well for them. So they invited me, and I think the doctors invited me. I think they were, you know, not really sure, well, how is this going to, you know, how are they going to take it? So the, each doctor um, got to talk for about an hour about, you know, what they knew, and it was doctors all weekend talking about their different fields, and then I went last. And I think they were a little nervous about, you know, everybody else has got, they've got the PowerPoints and they're talking, they've got a lot of data and, uh, you know, very technical. And then, of course, I'm going to get up with my woo-woo stuff and talk about, you know, <laughs> yes, the woo-woo healing. Stuff. Yes. And so, you know, I got up and I, I demonstrated a healing, spiritual healing. I took examples of people out of the crowd and I, you know, I would say to them, look, you've got a problem with your right knee. And they'd go, oh, my gosh, I do have a problem here because I was sensing it. I was using... Uh, clairsentience to sense what was happening with them and then you know I actually did some live healing demonstrations and what energy alignment were you using was it Reiki or you know um, I do do Reiki and I teach Reiki but I think it's all the same stuff I think it doesn't matter really where you start whether you learn you know better healing or Reiki healing or uh, you learn it through meditation or you know I felt like I opened up a lot more just going to John of God I think it's when you connect in with the other side, however you get there. When you open up to the spirit world, there, there are, there's a whole other world waiting out there to try to help us. And that we can all channel 
healing energy. Um, we're all a little bit psychic. We can all pick up feelings and things. We just we block it out a lot. So what I do is I use my body as a gauge. So when somebody comes up to me on stage, I actually feel it in my body. So, you know, if it's something in their tummy area, I actually kind of feel it. Or, uh, you know, perhaps as they're walking up, I feel my voice going like that. And, and I know automatically there's something in their throat. And I will go ahead then and put my hands on their throat. All right, Gail, let me just uh, interject here. We'll take a time out, come back, and we'll continue to talk about energy healing and whether or not it is a threat to Big Pharma. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. Different views make great conversation. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. So, you need some relief from uh, swelling, pain, nausea, headaches, anxiety, an assortment of, uh, of other ailments without the use of medicine or surgery. Well, it apparently it happens all the time, and it's been going on for centuries. It's called by many names, but these days it's most, mostly called uh, energy healing. Uh, and whatever name it goes by, ultimately... Some say it amounts to faith healing. The amazing thing about it is that the healer need not even touch the patient. In fact, the healer need not even be in the presence of the patient. Powerful medicine. So very powerful and not completely understood, though. Though There are so many theories being offered, the most common ones these days being uh, couched in terms of things like chi or prana, meridians, auras, chakras. Uh, we're talking with Gail Thackeray, who is a spiritual medium and a, um, a healer. And uh, she's here to tell us about John of God, uh, that event. He's uh, coming to Toronto March in March, and you can get all the details about the John of God event at johnofgodlive.com. So you were telling us, uh, Gail, about being in Germany at this Open Mind Academy. You were, you were, uh, you closed the show, so you were like Jimi Hendrix at Woodstock. I mean, that's the plum position, right? You don't want to open the show, uh, but you, you got to close it. So you leave the big. The show literally. I, you know, I demonstrated uh, spiritual healing, and you know, I actually got people up on stage, showed them energy healing and how it was done and how how it works and how we have energy fields around us, and we collect negative thoughts. We just do it over time, and if we let it fester, eventually it can become something physical inside us. And that nobody gets cancer because they're just a victim. You know, even if you, like, break your leg or something, you might say, well, you know, I did it because, a, you know, a car hit me. But, but why did these things happen to you? Everything that we have, every ailment or every, you know, it could not even just be an ailment. It could be something, a problem that we have in our life. It all came to us through energy. It came to us for a reason. And we can also remove that as well because it's a natural state to be energetically healthy. So I was showing them, explaining this on stage and, and showing them how this worked. And um, that, I mean, they were just so receptive. This was a room full of a few hundred doctors. And I said, you know, anybody that wants, you know, the little person will come and talk to me and I'll explain a little bit more. The entire room stood up and made a big line down the side. And I was there for about two or three hours afterwards, you know, seeing each of these doctors individually. And it was just amazing. And they closed the show by saying... You know, we've talked all weekend about what we know, and we've come so far, but there's a piece that we still don't know. And if we can just put together medical healing with spiritual healing, instead of working one against the other, but to merge them together. Is there a, a, a war on between uh, these alternative 
modes of healing, including energy alignment and natural healing through Reiki. Is there a war between that group and orthodox medicine and, and, and the pharmaceuticals? Well, I mean, I think doctors go to medical school and they're only taught what they're taught. They're not taught any of the, anything else. You know, they're taught out of the books. But the people who are really against it is the pharmaceutical industry. Because, I mean, look, they're making, you know, billions of dollars out of these diseases. So if somebody comes up with a cure or, they, you know, some faith healer can come along and cure people of cancer, I mean, they just lost a half million dollars right there with one, one client. And one of these doctors at this conference in Germany told me that he went to the John of God event in Switzerland. And he just went, you know, for fun and have a good time, went with his family, uh, enjoyed it. And they invited some doctors up on stage, and he was one of the doctors that got up. And he just spoke for a few minutes talking about, you know, how he was so impressed and it was so amazing. And he got death threats afterwards from the pharmaceutical industry. He got two anonymous calls that basically told him he should watch his back and what he's doing. Wow, somebody's playing rough. and I mean, there's no way of proving conclusively that that's big pharma. We have to be careful, but, uh, uh, you know, when, when, when there are billions, uh, billions and billions of dollars on the table, uh, suddenly you start to see sort of the other side of uh, an organization or, 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 or people. Uh, you know, people... Yeah, the, actually, the, the Open Mind Academy is now looking into opening their own university for further education for doctors, and they're getting backing from some of the insurance companies over there because the insurance companies are saying, look, mm. you know, if you can heal these people of HIV or, or cancer or Alzheimer's for, you know, ten or 20000 as opposed to, you know, two, three, four hundred thousand, 400000 uh, we're all in. So they're actually getting backing from the insurance companies because it's going to reduce the medical costs tremendously if they can heal these people in a much more natural way. All right, Gail, hold on. We'll take another time. I'll come back. I'd like to find out whether how how difficult or easy is it to learn uh, things like Reiki and, uh, Reiki and whether we can perform these energy alignments on ourselves and heal ourselves. Uh, and we'll get into that discussion on the other side. Back with more of my conversation with Gail Thackeray here on The Conspiracy Show. Don't you dare go away. Different views make great conversation. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. To speak to Richard live, call 416-360-0740 or toll free in Ontario, 1-866-740-4740. Yeah, we'll make the phones available uh, the last 15 minutes of the uh, of the program. And uh, if people have a question about energy healing or if they have a question about John of God, the John of God event coming up in uh, in March here in Toronto, uh, then the lines are available to you. Gail Thackeray is with us, a, a psychic medium, um, a spiritual teacher, and a, a healer. Can anyone learn uh, Reiki, or do you have to have certain innate gifts, shall we say? No, you don't have to have a gift. Anybody can learn Reiki. We're, we all have this other world available to us. Uh, we all get little glimpses of it once in a while, but we're mostly kind of blocked off. But anybody can easily learn Reiki. And what you're doing is you're, you're just kind of opening yourself up to the other side. There's many different ways to do that, but Reiki for me was what really set me on my path. And it's like an attunement where a Reiki master, you know, puts in his symbols and opens you up. When I had that, at first, 
to be honest, I didn't really feel a whole lot. You know, some people say, oh, yeah, you feel, you know, sparks going off and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, well, I don't want to feel anything. But shortly after that, I found that uh, I was a medium and I could clearly speak to people on the other side. And that really put me on a whole new path. Um, but, you know, we can do this naturally and we find different ways to it. Um, you know, people find it just through prayer or meditation. Um, but it, it's really just opening ourselves up that there is another world out there and inviting the energy in, that there are loved ones that have passed over and spirits around us that help us, uh, and that there is this energy that runs through us, and there is a higher being. You know, I call it God, but you can call it divine light or energy or chi or whatever you want, but it's really all the same thing. But there is a, obviously there's a proper technique. You have to learn the technique. You have, there's some schooling required. Well, you can take Reiki, and Reiki is um, it's a Japanese method of hands-on, or you, you actually put your hands slightly above the person and you direct the energy. There's a couple of different schools of Reiki. Uh, one is more like these are your exact hand positions, and you do this exact thing, and you draw these symbols. And then there's more the way I teach, which is, yeah, here are the hand positions and everything, but don't get too stuck on it. You're really connecting in with spirit and allowing the spirit to kind of guide you and what you're really doing is you just you know placing your hands above the person or you can do it at a distance and asking that energy to flow and when you open up you, you, you start to get messages of hey I think they need a little bit of help in this area I'm feeling a little here uh, maybe this is going on in a life that kind of thing do you have to learn about the different meridians? I, I was in an acupuncturist's office once, and I saw this chart showing all the different meridians, and that's where they put the uh, you know the needles uh, following those those lines where the chi apparently flows. I mean, yeah, well, that's if you're doing acupuncture or acupressure, then you need to know exactly there. And when you're doing Reiki, of course, it helps if you know a little bit. You know, if you know that um, the chakras, the energy centers in the body, and you know if the the say the sacral chakra is shut down, that's about relationships. So usually you'll know, find like if it's something in that, uh, like your tummy area, and you feel some energy stuck there, you'll usually find out there's something to do with some past relationship. Um, so it helps if you kind of know a little bit about the body, but you don't have to. I mean, when you learn Reiki, it's really about you just channel the energy, and it goes where it's needed, and it does the healing. I was fascinated when you said, uh, and I, I wanted to pick up on this, when you were being taught Reiki, it opened up this portal for you and you suddenly discovered you were able to communicate with the dead yeah that was a result of learning reiki yeah i mean one day i was completely normal had no idea i could do anything like this you know i had a i was a businesswoman and a mom and you know very busy doing all this stuff and i i took reiki Reiki level one. And to be honest, I really didn't notice a difference. I'm like, that's kind of cool, you know. And I start doing Reiki on people, and they go, oh, wow, I really felt that. And I think, you know, is it all in their head? Because I don't really feel anything. But they were telling me, oh, yeah, my leg really feels better, and it feels great. And a few weeks after that, I went, I saw this woman. She was a psychic, and she was doing readings on people. I thought, oh, wow, she's great. Pick me, pick me, let, let me have a go. But she didn't, and she was doing a workshop that weekend. So I went to the workshop really just thinking she was going to give us readings. And she was, it was how to become a medium. And she had us do a little exercise and, and bring spirits in next to us. And I thought I was completely making it up. And I got the names of people, what they did, how they passed over, what was going on in the life. And they were freaking out. But I, I was really freaking out because I had no idea I could do this. 
And then it was like, well, you know, then there was a, then I was like, how do I switch this off? Because this is like too much and they're coming at me and give, give my friend a message. Oh, no, you need to listen to this. It's like I couldn't sleep. It was like, you know, insomnia on steroids. Can you, can you shut it off? Are you able to shut it off? Yeah, definitely. Otherwise, it'd drive me nuts. Mm, I would think. So, I mean, but not everyone who learns Reiki is necessarily going to get that added bonus, if you will. You know, I teach Reiki now, and I find that a lot of them uh, do open up like that. Sometimes it's kind of an instant thing, and sometimes it's more subtle, and it just kind of comes over time. But I find that when I attune them to Reiki, they don't only get that healing energy, but they do start to experience things like that, like speaking with um, people on the other side, manifesting things more easily. What's the connection? Hmm? What's the connection between the two? Because you're opening up to the other world, and there's this other world that is there helping you. So we have guides, spirit guides up there that are helping us, and when you're more open to that, you notice it more. So they're helping us, and they're trying to open doors for us, and most of the time we're kind of walking past these doors and we don't notice it. Once you are more attuned to that energy and more, you know, noticing it more, you start to notice the help that you're getting. So, you know, I say, oh, I'd like to get this, and, or I'm wondering about that, and then all of a sudden it starts popping up in conversation or something appears, you know, you're on Google and you, oh, that's what I was asking about. And you start to notice, oh, wow. And then the things that you'd asked to bring into your life, suddenly you seem to be steered in that direction and your life just seems to work more smoothly and that check you were expecting suddenly arrives. And so I think, you know, when you open up, we mean, that's why when you go to John of God for a healing, it's not just about physical healing. And I interview people that, you know, have been healed from some terrible disease, and they're like, yeah, but that's, I keep coming back again and again. And, you know, the reason I come back is because not only did they heal my physical problem, but my life is so much better now. I feel so much happier. I just feel more at peace. I have this just, you know, everything works more smoothly. I just love to be in this energy. And it's hard to explain, but, you know, once you get more connected, whether it's through John of God whether you find it through your own way, you know, you feel much better. It's life-changing. You had me at the check start to arrive. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say hello to Virginia, who's in Niagara. Virginia, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. Hello, am I on already? You are. Okay. I phoned up because I, as a baby, saw Dr. Murdoch McDonald Bain. He was a um, spiritualist teacher who, uh, or healer who um, was trained in Himalaya. In the Himalayan mountains. Okay. And he worked with me. Um, I, um, I was a baby, and they, I wasn't. My godmother pulled me out the garbage can that they threw me in, and I went to him. Okay. Now, do you get a lot of throat problems? Because um, I, I am at the moment. Not. Pardon? I am at the moment. Yes. Okay. Um, and I'm feeling it. And the reason I'm asking, I, you know, when I'm talking to you, I actually feel it in my throat, and that's kind of a, a symbol that is, you know, I should talk about that. And um, you know, a lot of time we get this from not speaking up to somebody about something. You got some, you know, hurts from back in your family, um, you know, in your early childhood, especially when you're like five or six years old. There were some things that happened where you feel like you just couldn't speak out about things. Um, and it's coming up again now. It's come round again, full circle. So I don't know if it's in a relationship or some other kind of situation, but it's now coming back. And so they're actually saying, okay, we're going to work on it. That's okay. I went into previous lives and I spoke up about them and they had people come investigate me. 
Yeah. Any of that ring true, Virginia, though, about, um, you know, difficulty speaking up and this may be rooted in your childhood? I believe my I'm reincarnated because I didn't speak up enough. Mm-hmm, exactly. Nicely. But it's and bothering so that's me right I'm now because I feel it in my throat right now. So there's something going on. I think it's with a relationship where you also, you can coming back to that situation. And that's what happens. Life keeps throwing us the same lessons over and over until we finally deal with it and move on. Um, you also have a grandma in spirit that comes around really strong. Um, I don't think you knew her very well. So um, I think um, you didn't know your grandma at all, is that correct? Is it Mom? a godmother or a grandmother? It's your grandmother, your mom's mom. Okay, I never knew her. Yeah, exactly. So she's around you and she's been around you um, for many years. Um, you got a ring, though, recently that just kind of came as a gift or something because she's, she's saying that really came from me because you didn't have anything passed down from me. Do you know what that's about? Um, I didn't get anything from her. Um, you got I got something from somebody else, from a friend or something. She's kind of taking credit for that. She picked it out for you, she said. Do you know what mm. that is? No. Okay, well, then maybe it's coming. But she's showing me, it looks like a ring. It's a recent piece of jewelry, or you're about to get it. And I don't know if you got it for yourself or somebody else got it, but she's like, I picked that out for her because she doesn't have anything of mine. Ah, all right, Virginia. So look for a ring coming your way soon. That's always nice to hear. Uh, thank you for your call, and let's try to squeeze in Mary here before uh, while time permits. Mary is in Oshawa, Ontario. Mary, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. Hi, thank you. Um, I'm not clear on this. Is it everyone that goes to see John of God that's in the room gets a healing just yes. because they're in the room or just who he selects? No, everybody. Everybody gets to, to actually go in front of him. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's very quick, but you get to pass in front of him and go by okay. him. And sometimes he will stop you and talk to you a little bit, but most of the time you just go in front of him. Um, but yeah, everybody gets the healing that they're there for. Is it, so is when you go, sense? you hold in your mind what it is that you'd like to have, and you'll be amazed that it comes to pass. But when you're there, if you're sensitive, you can actually feel the whole room. It just feels kind of very loving, warm energy. There's actually, even though there's one spirit inside John of God working on you and you all get to see that spirit, there's actually thousands in the building, in the room, also working on you. Okay. And is there any benefit to going for the three days as opposed to just one day? Yeah, most people want to go three days. And again, it's hard to explain because it's really the same program on each of the days, but you'll find completely different things happen. And you'll open up more and more. Um, I say if you're going for all three days, then maybe on the first day you concentrate on perhaps your health or some things going on, and maybe the second day you want to, you know, concentrate on your career or something, and maybe the third day on family. But, you know, different things come up, and that's why people go down to John of God for a week and they end up staying a couple of months. And, you know, if he's, if he's there, I don't know how long it will be till he comes back again. Um, but if you can, you know, if you only want to go for one day, that's fine too. Every day you get to go in front of him. Mary in Oshawa. Um, do you have some uh, lower back problems? Oh, let me see. Let me get her back on here. Oh, sorry. Uh, that's okay. Mary, do you have some lower back problems? Uh, yes, my okay. whole left side, including lower back. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're taking on, you take on a lot. And I want this for all the listeners that are listening that you've got lower back problems. Um, low back often comes either financial stress or you're stressing because you're always taking care of everybody else. True. And, uh, you know, the, the spirits are saying... Look, you know, sometimes you just got to kind of hand it up to God or white light or whatever and say, help me out here. But um, 
if you'll just let me do this, anybody that's got a problem there, just go ahead and put your hand on your lower back. Take a deep breath, and let's all blow it out together. Okay. How does that feel, Mary? I feel like a warm <laughs> I don't know. sensation right there. So I hope everybody who's listening who did that, um, you know, I hope you'll get a little bit of relief there. And that also helps with finances a little bit. So that will help also to be in the flow of money a little bit more. That helps with finances? Yeah. All right. I'm going to be doing a lot of exhaling. <laughs> All right. Listen, Gail, always a, a delight. Uh, again, let's direct people to the website, johnofgodlive.com. And I know there's someone uh, on the line who wanted who is uh, visually impaired. They can't use the website. So let me give them, if they want to order tickets by phone, they can call 1-818-897-4493. one 897 8974493 and um Gail you'll uh, you'll be up here uh in March that's uh, I will thank you so much for having me on and I hope to see a lot of you there My pleasure Gail thank you Thank you All right bye-bye Bye Thank you to Tim Spreen for production back next week with the producer of a an amazing new documentary film called American Drug Wars 2 uh and it's uh it's real riveting folks a real eye opener it's also called, the uh, subtitle is Cannabis Destiny. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light. What I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home. Good night.